It is the journey, they say. Life is a journey, and it's the journey that really matters, not the destination. Which means, presumably, at least in part, that we shouldn't be so intent on where we are going that we forget to appreciate where we are. I get that. On one of my last days in Arizona, driving from Bisbee to Sierra Vista, as I did four days a week for over seven years, I remember being reawakened to the incredible landscape along that road. The sunlight on red rock, the hawks circling overhead, seen now with clarity and preemptive nostalgia of one who was to shortly leave that place behind. How many days had I driven that stretch of road and not seen what was around me? So intent was I on the work that awaited me, or so eager was I to get home and relax, or so distracted was I by the cacophony of my inner dialogue that I missed the quiet beauty in which I lived and moved and had my being. In that moment, the mundane routine of getting where I was going did indeed seem much less important than this journey to get there. And I try to hold on to that realization, to pay attention now to where I am, to the beauty that surrounds me every day. But if the journey is the most important thing, what does it mean to be lost. If it is not about the destination, how would I ever know if I had lost my way? Alice, of Alice in Wonderland fame, asks the Cheshire cat, would you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? That depends a good deal on where you want to get to, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. So long as I get somewhere, Alice added as an explanation. Oh, you're sure to do that, said the cat, if you only walk long enough. You're sure to get somewhere. And yet, like Alice, while I have often been unable to articulate my destination, I am fully confident that I have a clear sense of when I am lost. It is one thing to intentionally wander off a path. It is another to realize that I cannot retrace my steps. It is one thing to enjoy the journey. It is another to feel there is no place to rest from the rigors of travel. It is one thing to explore the world I know. It is another to discover myself in a world that I do not know. I may not be fixated on a particular destination, but I know what it is to be lost. Let me give you a small, fairly inconsequential example of the feeling I am talking about. Have you ever parked your car and later been unable to find it? I walk up the stairs or exit the elevator at the ramp level I am certain is the correct one, and yet scanning the angled vehicles walking up and down the rows, realize that I am mistaken. 
I exit the mall or the stadium or the performance into a wide, expansive lot and make my way toward the section where I am certain I parked, yet my car is nowhere in sight. I may spend some amount of time just standing still, looking one last futile time across the rows of cars and vainly reading the license plates of anything that looks remotely familiar, cursing people who bought the same style and color of automobile as mine. This disorientation, as fleeting as it is, can be disturbing well beyond the actual circumstance as the feeling arises within me that it is not the car that is lost, but it is I who am lost. How could I be so sure of something and be so indisputably wrong? How could I so fully trust my recollection and not pay attention to any helpful information that would direct me to where I parked? Why didn't I prepare for this eventuality? Why didn't I see this coming? That's a relatively harmless example of much more serious things that can happen to me throughout my life. My certainties about how life works, the direction in which I am headed, where the road I am on leads, such certainties can be rocked by unforeseen circumstances. By illness or death or betrayal or failure or alienation or addiction or crime or financial difficulties or any of a number of things that fall out of that proverbial clear blue sky and leave me standing, blinking to try and refocus the world that I left, that I lost just a short time before because my car was right here, my life was right here, and now it is clearly not And I am lost. How do I move beyond that point? Both poet Edwin Muir, who wrote the words we used for the call to worship today, and Unitarian Universalist minister Eric Martinez Resley, who wrote the words you heard in the reading Both seem to be telling me that there is some value to be found in this uncomfortable feeling of lostness. Friend, I have lost the way. The way leads on. Is there another way? The way is one. I must retrace the track. It is lost and gone. Back. I must travel back. None goes there, none. Then I'll make here my place. The road runs on. Stand still and set my face. The road leaps on. Stay here. Forever stay. None stays here. None. I cannot find the way. The way leads on. Oh, places I have passed. That journey is done. And what will come at last? The way leads on. There is a way even when I feel there is no way. The way leads on, says Muir. I will feel lost at times. I will want to start over. I will want to backtrack to a simpler time. I will become angry and say I am not moving another step to hell with this journey. 
but the way leads on. And this feeling of being lost does not always stem from losing our way. We sometimes feel lost upon arriving at our destination. Having arrived where we thought we were headed. This is what gives a song like Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads its power. David Byrne sings, And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? What if I don't lose my way but somehow lose myself along the way? What will it profit them to gain the whole world and lose their life, Jesus asks in the Gospel of Mark. To gain the whole world and lose their souls in another translation. To finally arrive only to realize that I am not all here. To feel lost then may actually help me to reclaim myself. Recognizing that I have journeyed somewhat unconsciously that I have missed out on the journey, as painful as that recognition can be, it can also be a gift because I want to be there along the way. I want to claim my journey. The road leads on. I remember when I was a senior in high school in Albert Lee, Minnesota, walking home from my job at Montgomery Wards across the baseball field that separated the mall from my house. It was a particularly foggy spring evening, and indeed the fog was so dense that reaching about the midway point between the store and my home, I realized that I could see neither structure. In fact, I could not make out any structures at all, not even the fence that bordered backyards from the field. I paused and turned in a circle and could make out nothing in particular but the very faint glow of streetlights. Nothing but fog. It was a little bit scary and a little bit thrilling, and I had a deep sense of lostness and yet an urge to pause there for a bit for a few beats, for a handful of breaths, to consider what it was to be me when I could see no clear way in front of me. Indeed, when I began walking again, coming closer to my neighborhood, I realized that I was not pointed toward my house, as I had assumed, but aimed about three or four doors down. It was startling to realize how disoriented I had become in a short time, comforting to reorient myself to the familiar, and I felt the whole experience was very cool in a way that I could not and probably still cannot quite name. As it happens, there is much that awaits us in our lostness, writes Martinez Resley. Much to be excavated, examined, even exalted. In not yet knowing what will be, we are afforded the opportunity to appreciate what already is, the things hiding in plain sight. 
A frayed relationship, for example, may reveal our deeper needs. An unfulfilling career may uh, motivate us to seek out a mentor. A misstart or a misstep may remind us of our own fragile humanity. It may claw open our hearts and sensitize us to the suffering of others. Finding the way is important in most every religious tradition. The middle way of Buddhism described in the Eightfold Path. Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Sunnah of Islam is described as a path, a way. We are all in search of our own paths. Where is the road I can call my own? Heaven knows where we are going, but we know within. There's a voice I can hear that will lead me home. Our destination, perhaps, is to fully appreciate and understand as best we can the journey. And it may be that feeling lost at times helps us to do this. Life is a journey, yet we yearn to go home. What does that mean? Home is where we belong. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world, writes poet Mary Oliver. I don't want to end up simply being a visitor. I want to belong. I want to belong to the world. I want to belong to the journey. We shall not cease from exploration, writes another poet, T.S. Eliot. And the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. We will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there. But we know we will.